0: Yo, Angela Yee, I love you. 50% ratchetness. All and... them ratchets. <laughs> Just sit down. Ah, but I not like 95% ratchets. This becoming the most prominent form for Hitler. Wake your ass up. It's early in the morning, but they told me it was y'all. I said, oh, hell yeah, I'm getting up. The world's
1: most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Your people's choice. Angela Yee. I'm a sweetheart, but I'll cut you. made the God. Principals and people. I can't believe you guys are the best, kid. Collectively known
0: as Breakfast Club, bitches.
2: USA. Yo
3: yo 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 yo
2: yo 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 we gotta welcome a new family member. Uh, Real 105.1 Jackson's new number one for hip hop and R&B. Welcome to the family, and the, guys.
3: And the Mi Crookalotta, Letter Crookalotta, Crookalotta, Humback, home Eye. A right, a a eye? Humpback, humpback mm-hmm. Drop on the clues, bonds for Jackson, Mississippi. Damn it! What's That's happening? A big welcome deal. to the club.
2: Yeah, welcome to the family. It Absolutely.
3: Is. Anytime, what? anytime we get a new city, it's a big deal. Um, and uh. I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, almost 10 years later, people are still joining the club. Thank you, absolutely, Jackson- Mississippi. We appreciate you. Yes.
2: And hopefully you guys had a great Father's Day. How was your Father's Day, uh, Charlemagne?
3: Father's Day was uh, very good, very relaxing. Um, I think because it's cancer season, and I am indeed a cancer, and uh, Mercury was in retrograde, or is in retrograde. I, I was going through a, 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 a wave of emotions yesterday. But, uh, okay. But, okay. For the most part, it was really, 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 really good. Got a nice workout in, uh, sat outside with the family, threw something on the grill, and just vibed out. Enjoyed life.
2: Yeah, I did did the same. I actually, uh, you know, went to go see my dad first. Um, My dad and my my mom uh, tricked the family. Well, they tricked me. The kids got out, and, you know, it was, you know, we we haven't really seen them up close and personal, just through the, you know, through the door. So when the kids jumped out, I was... uh, Getting the signs out the back, cause my kids made signs, and my parents opened the front door, let the kids in, and then locked me outside.
3: <laughs> well, I wonder about that too, though, cause they, uh, our, our, what, uh, I don't know what phase we're, we're here in. New, well, we're in New Jersey and New York, but your parents live in New York. What phase New York in too? We started
4: yeah,
2: phase, phase two today. They start phase two today. today. So, okay. Yeah. So, you, so this you was still the first time, they, people, I guess. Yeah, yeah. This was the first time they got a chance to see their grandkids. They were happy about that. They were like, look, enough's enough I haven't seen my grandkids touch my grandkids, hug my grandkids in 15, 16 weeks. So they were like enough I of did. that. So so um that's what we did, man. We went over there and, you know, if you know anything about uh queens and, and, and older homes, you gotta put the air conditioners in the house. So this was the day where my my mom and pops was like, all right you gotta put the air conditioners. That was supposed to be 90 degrees this week, so that's what me and my son did. and we came back home and just relaxed. Like we said, we threw something on the grill and just chilled outside in the backyard and just chilled and relaxed. I had a great day. Great, great, great day.
3: F- Father's Day is a strange, though, because it's like, for whatever reason, that's when it really hits you. Like, Especially when you got young kids, because I got an 11-year-old, a 4-year-old, and a 1-year-old. It's like, I really got to raise these kids for a long time absolutely like i really got like like this is, this is all my existence is about right here making sure that these three individuals become the best humans that they can possibly be absolutely you know absolutely well so, i made my yeah. father
4: dinner and then i bought him a cake <laughs> he's like what am i hey. gonna do with all this cake but you know my father is still <laughs> actually working i know I, I don't know why i did that, but. I just thought it'd be a nice touch, but yeah, I made dinner, we had movie night, and then he's still working, so, you know, I was like, bring the cake to work.
2: I seen you at the pool. You was at the pool this weekend, too, huh?
4: Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Social distancing.
2: I seen you swimming around at the pool. Shout the little burger.
4: Yeah, Yeah, we had a good time.
2: All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what we talking about this morning?
4: Oh, did you know that Trump had a rally over the weekend, and it didn't turn out the way he thought it would?
2: Nah, definitely not at all. All bad. right. So we'll talk about that. And hey, also
3: and we got a and we got a guest
2: this morning. Two guests this morning. We have Angela Stanton King. We'll be kicking it with her. And we have Santa. Hmm?
4: <laughs> I said Angela Stanton King. Whose friend is that? Or are we uh, all just meeting her for Angela's, the
3: first time? Uh, yeah, we're all just meeting her for the yeah, first, first just, time. i meeting her for the first time. She, she's a, she's a she's a conservative. Um, mm-hmm. um, she got pardoned by Donald Trump, and um, she's one of those people that you know whenever we have them on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know you if sound it's me. Crazy. But you, it's sound me a you sound crazy. Futurish. Yeah. You sound
2: futuristic.
3: You sound futuristic a little bit. I sound futuristic.
2: Yeah, she's running for Congress, and she's a Trump supporter. We'll talk to her. She's a black woman. She listens to the radio all the time. Uh, she's a fan of the show, so she's gonna be calling in. We'll we'll kick it with her, and also. Tiana Taylor will be joining us. Her album came out this Friday, so we're going to talk to Tiana the Taylor album. as well. That's right. It's called back?
3: The Album. I'm back? Yeah, you're back. All right. No, I was saying Angela Stanton is a is a, a black conservative um, who, who supports Donald Trump. Donald Trump gave her a pardon, and she always says that we don't have uh, conservatives on the show. Mm-hmm. We don't have black conservatives on the show, so we're trying to silence black conservative voices. Right. So but she's actually one of the few who actually requested to be on the show. So that's right. Why not?
2: Yeah. So and like I said, uh she listens to the show, so we'll we'll kick it with her in a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. Front page news is back is coming up in minutes, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ N V Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee?
4: Well, as you know, Donald Trump has his rally. Well, he did have it in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now, he anticipated it was going to be so packed. They had over one million ticket requests. The capacity at the arena is only 19,000. They had actually set up for an overflow outside, thinking that people would be able to watch the rally from outside because it would be so crowded inside. They wouldn't be able to get in. But it turns out that uh, according to records, just under 6,200 people scanned tickets and were logged in to go to that rally. So, even though the capacity was 19,000, only 6,200 people showed up. Now, a lot of people are talking about what is the reasoning for that. Uh, according to reports, TikTok. There was a campaign on TikTok that sabotaged the rally, and they said K-pop fans actually were responsible for that. And here is one of the TikTok, uh, one of the TikToks that actually give an example of how to get seats
5: and all of that. Guys, Donald Trump is having a rally next week, and it's free. All you have to do is give your phone number, and you can get two tickets. So I got two tickets, but I totally forgot that I can't make it for Friday. Oh well, I already got the tickets. And I accidentally just verified it too, so that means there's gonna be at least two empty
4: spots. Now, the campaign feels like a lot of the issues is not just that. And they're actually, according to Donald Trump's side of things, they're saying that that's not true. But they said the problem is they kept talking about how many people were going. 800,000 people have reserved tickets. Mm-hmm. People already don't want to travel with the pandemic. The population's not that great there. So a lot of people might have just said, eh, I'm not going to even bother trying to go. So don't know what the real reason is, but we do know not a lot of people showed up. Now, amongst the things that Donald Trump talked about, was how he wanted to suppress testing. Here's what he said.
1: You know, testing is a double-edged sword. We've tested now 25 million people. Here's the bad part. When you do testing to that extent, you're going to find more people, you're going to find more cases. So I said to my people, slow the testing down, please.
3: He's crazy. 25 million, people, 25 million people is not a lot of people at all, especially with the 340-plus million people in this country. I saw a doctor. I can't remember his name on CNN. He's on there all the time. But he said that we should be doing at least 5 million tests a day, and as of right now, I think 20 million tests a day. That's why, that's, that's why I did my testing this weekend in Columbia, South Carolina. I salute everybody who came to uh, Benedict this weekend. I had two drive-through testing sites. We tested like 2,300 2, people this weekend, so you, we, we got to. He's crazy. Donald Trump
2: says whatever he wants, he doesn't care. He doesn't care how it sounds. He's It's, it's mind-boggling to me.
4: Well, a senior White House official said that Trump was joking about the testing when he yeah, said that. Right. He said, we are leading the world in testing, and we are proud to have conducted 25 million-plus tests. <laughs> all right, well,
2: that is your front-page news. My goodness, all right. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a horrible Father's Day or maybe you had a great Father's Day, whatever it may be. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: The Breakfast Club.
1: Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're
0: mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something
1: on your mind, let it out.
0: Yo, hello, who's this? Uh, DJ NBA, my life's your every hey. Bro, I had the worst father's mm-hmm. day ever, but hey, God done told me to slow down. So, look, uh, what happened was, um, first off, I get a call from my brother-in-law. He getting married in July and everything. He tells me that my wife's granddad, uh, got into a car accident that morning and said, don't tell nobody." I was like, how am not going to tell my wife? So, anyways, uh, he's fine. Thank God, you know, uh... But I'm gonna go on with my day. Father's Day, I'm trying to, I've been trying to get a table saw. Uh, trying to I'm get what? A table saw. A, a, ta- a table saw. Oh. all over the place, but go ahead, brother. <laughs> oh, is that Charlemagne? The ugly bastard the place. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's too early in the morning for alcoholic uh, beverages, sir. Hey, too early in the morning for alcoholic beverages. I'm on
0: the West Coast. I'm on the West Coast. I ain't got to sleep yet. Oh, so but, you, st- you still hung over from the night
3: before? Okay.
0: Not not hungover, still still going drunk. But
3: got you, got you,
0: got, got you, got you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I want to tell you, uh, you and the uh, DJ Ivy, I appreciate all y'all. Y'all done uh, helped me through downtime. Anyways, I want to say, uh, okay. we, uh hey, bye, you, bro. Go have a day. Have a good day, We appreciate you, King. We appreciate you.
2: A whole lot enough. You got into That's what accident. happens when you're
3: drunk. You needed a table. A lot soap. of love there, though. Yeah.
2: Hope, Hello. Who's hope this? We gonna operate
3: that table saw right now. How you doing? Who's this? Hey,
5: get it off your chest. Okay. Um, how was everybody's Father's Day?
2: Mine was great. How was yours? What did you do?
5: Mine was pretty good. Um, I was a mother. You know, I spent some time with my kids and we had a little out. Nice. All right. That's nice. Okay, but um, you know, yesterday was Father's Day. I woke not going be a de- a Debbie Downer, so I still congratulated everybody. But I can't help it. My baby daddy celebrating, and he doesn't do anything for our <laughs> He and said he, he was said, celebrating Father's Day, but don't do nothing for the kids? Mm-mm-mm. Yes, I call mommy 24-7, and I and not I, And I was like, <laughs> so, he want,
3: so he wanted all the perks of Father's Day uh, without actually doing the work?
5: Exactly, and I'm a mother 24-7, and I couldn't help but to think, I'm like... Uh, like, anyway, let me shout out my kids. Shout out to Treasure and Jules. I love him so much, the love of my life. But like, I just couldn't help but to see that and I was just very disappointed. So did what was he doing to celebrate? It? Yeah, what was he doing? Um, he was just all over Facebook, like getting so many props, like he you know how I men be like, Oh yeah, I did this to my <laughs> kids. <laughs> uh, you like, no you don't uh, like
3: Like Happy Father's Day to me.
5: <laughs>
3: Goodness gracious. <laughs>
5: but, um, yeah, like I just didn't know about the that shit. I was like,
2: Oh no. All right, <laughs> Mama. Oh. Well, well have, a, have a great week. I, that, I guess that's all I could say.
4: Right, He okay. probably posted a picture with the kids. Mm-hmm. People was like, oh, you're an amazing father.
2: Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest.
1: Save, save the chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club.
2: Hello, who's this? yes sir this is kawar from atlanta georgia what's up brother get it off your chest
1: yeah i'm getting it off my chest man i have a problem with the line of like black men or black people in general have to do
2: better i'm not filling that line
1: okay and talk to me all right cool cool the reason being is when uh a buck when we saw those two gay black people in airbus buck's crib the lgbtq didn't have to do better when the Chinese people were beating up black women inside hair salons, the Chinese didn't have to do better. You know what I'm saying? But we don't talk about the black man in uh, Chicago that came up and wrecked shop was like, yo, y'all not you know, messing with the sisters here. You know what I mean? Once their windows out, was like, yo, y'all not messing with the sisters. But yet, nobody talks about that. They talk about one single incident that a black person does then all of a sudden, every black person has to be guilty of that one thing. And I'm not feeling that. It's almost like... Like the like the Avengers movie when you when you uh, when they killed that spaceship, when destroyed the spaceship, and everybody died, all the aliens died on the Avengers. If you've seen the movie, we're not connected like that. <laughs> that one individual hit that sister. He needs to be dealt with. I think that happened in New York. Hit his mm-hmm. sister with the skateboard. That's on him. He's the coward. That's you right. know what I'm saying?
3: Mm-hmm. You're saying all black people aren't monolithic, and they need to stop using uh one or two black people to paint a narrative of a whole.
1: I
4: think people also didn't like the, the whoever was filming that, laughing at it. Nobody yet. went to go help the girl. I think that was more of the issue also. It wasn't like yeah. he was caught on surveillance. It were people laughing and joking. So,
3: But, you, but what about all the brothers he, he, that want to kick his ass? What about all right. the brothers I mean, yeah, that think he's dead wrong and want to whip his ass?
4: Which I think is yeah, the majority
1: that's, that's of people. Cool.
3: That's mm-hmm.
1: cool. But what about, but, but again, back to the uh, tiny the shop when all the people were beating up all black women? It wasn't just one person doing it. It was a group. You know what I'm saying? But they don't have to do better. Everybody recognizes those individuals are doing wrong. You know, and that's it. We're not blaming all... Even if you want to go uh the situation with the Africans in China, the way they're, treat, they're treating the Africans in China, we're not blaming all the Chinese people for that. They don't have to
2: do better. You know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Individual I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, thank you for calling, brother. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Steve. How y'all doing this morning? What's up, Steve? Get it off your chest, brother. Hey, well, first of all, I would just like to say I'm really surprised
1: that I'm on. i like to say y'all good morning to y'all, and um, I really love y'all's show. I've been listening to y'all for about five, five years or so, and I think y'all do a great job. But um, what I would like to say is that um, I've heard every black leader um, speak about what's going on, and I haven't heard um, Louis...
3: Farrakhan. Has, has anybody heard him say anything? J- J- July, July 4th, my brother. Minister Farrakhan said about a month ago that he was speaking on July 4th. July 4th, he says he has a word from, from God for America. July and you know he 4th. Does,
2: you know he doesn't have the access of, of social media anymore because he was banned from uh, Instagram. So you don't see the, the yeah, normal they, post that he usually took, would do.
3: Yep. They took him off Instagram oh, and took that. him off Twitter. Yeah, they've they been, wow. they been banned him off Instagram and banned him off Twitter. But July 4th, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan will be speaking.
1: Well, I will be looking for that, and I thank you for that. And I think you
2: guys are doing a great job. Thank you, and I love y'all, and y'all have a, a great day. All right, you too, All right, bro. King. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way?
4: Yes, and D.L. Hughley actually collapsed on stage, and he is going to be okay. We'll tell you what he had to say happened.
2: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's
1: about time. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
4: All right, so congratulations to Fabulous and Emily. They announced that they are expecting baby number three together. And that that's will a be thing. a baby girl. He posted hashtag girl day. I got the best gift ever for Father's Day. The sun, and so there you have it.
3: Congratulations, Congratulations to, to Fab. For Fab and Emily. Absolutely.
4: Mm-hmm. So all together, you know, that's four kids for them, really, but three biologically for both of them together. Yep. All right. Now, Hurricane Chris, he has been arrested on a murder charge in Louisiana. You guys know Hurricane Chris. Hey, baby. So he was arrested uh, early Friday, and according to reports, police responded after there was a shooting at a gas station in Sharif Port. Officers found one person suffering from multiple gunshot wounds who was pronounced dead at the hospital. Uh, Hurricane Chris said he had gone into the gas station store, told police he he had shot a man who he thought was trying to steal his vehicle, but then they saw video footage, and that video footage showed otherwise.
3: Damn. So All there right. was no vehicle trying to be stolen, no altercation beforehand, just shots?
4: Uh, apparently so. And it said the car that Hurricane Kristen was also reported stolen from Texas. Wow. Damn. All right, now there's two sides to every story. And as we know, we've been talking about Aunt Jemima and how they're going to get rid of that Aunt Jemima off of all the brands. Well, now the family of the woman who portrayed Aunt Jemima is opposing that move. She was a real person. She was considered a hero in her hometown. They said, we are proud of that. We do not want that history erased. So the family is now saying that they take pride and their second cousin, uh, Lillian Richard, who was a brand representative back in 1925. They said she made an honest living out of it for a number of years. She toured around Texas. They said there weren't a lot of jobs, especially for black women back in that time. So the family was upset by that announcement of rebranding the Aunt Jemima products.
3: Yeah, I thought about that as well because I was, uh, you know, I, I was just wondering, like, were people complaining about Aunt Jemima? Aunt Jemima? I never remember people complaining about that over the years. And then I was thinking, well, if that really is the likeness of a person, that person's family is probably going to be highly upset that she ain't getting that shine no more, right? Yeah. I wonder if she gets money for that. Did did they say they get
2: money for it? Because that is her likeness, right? Family, Maybe. Yeah.
4: I don't know. I mean, they said she was traveling around and touring off of it. So, you know, maybe the family was just proud of that also. They said she toured around Texas. And, I mean, I don't know. But, yeah. So, I don't know if they're going to reconsider that. It's kind of a done deal. (laughs)
3: You One never of had her them. Pancakes was really oh, fire. in real life. No, I'm talking about her in real life. her oh, real she life. Real fire pancakes when she was here on this planet. I wonder.
4: All right, now Beyonce has put out a new song, Black Parade. She hasn't put out like a solo song in a minute. We all know she was on Savage with Megan Thee Stallion. I think the last solo music she's done was for the Lion King soundtrack. So here is a yep. snippet, and she named drops our girl Tamika Mallory.
6: Little Malcolm, my miss from Mama Tina, Need another march, to let me call to Mika, Woo. Need peace and reparation for my people, Woo. Forget these late edges,
7: I'ma let it dribble up, up! Forget this fading ways, I'ma let, let it, let it dread
5: all up,
7: dread it all up! Let your fist up in the air, show black love, show love! Motherland, drip on me,
5: motherland, motherland, drip on me, Honeycomb.
3: Yeah, drop on the clues bonds for Tamika Mallory. I love seeing that still Mallory get celebrated because Mm -hmm. activism is such a thankless job, long hours and short money. And I really truly believe we have to make sure we empower those that are fighting for us on the front lines. And Tamika is definitely front line. Absolutely. Salute to Tamika Mallory. Shout out to Tamika Mallory.
4: Now Beyonce also posted a directory of black owned businesses on her website, and she wrote, Happy Juneteenth, being Black is your activism. Black excellence is a form of protest. Black joy is your right. And she said Black Parade benefits Bay Goods uh, Black Business Impact Fund administered by the National Urban League to support black-owned small businesses in need.
3: Mm-hmm. Tough tune. Uh, I played that record a lot this weekend. Um, it was some good records that dropped on Juneteenth. That and uh, Wale's, Wale's EP, EP. Uh, The Imperfect mm-hmm. Storm. Mm-hmm. That was That's dope. And um, Reason Taylor's dropped album. a song. Yeah, but I'm just talking about songs that kind of got like a Juneteenth theme. Reason mm-hmm. Reason dropped Field uh, mm-hmm. Nigga. That's a tough tune as well. Yep, I heard Remember the N word well
4: right, in Toronto. I can't say that in Toronto. He's saying. Oh. All right. Okay. D.L. Hughley has tested positive for coronavirus after fainting on stage. Here's what happened while he was performing in Nashville.
2: We've been in quarantine so long, remember? When we came back, uh,
1: remember? The, remember? I want to give
5: it to Mexicans. They call it. Uh, they, they were immigrants. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I got you.
7: I got you. Everybody, just stay calm. We got it all under
5: control here, y'all. Thank us so much.
3: We're not right. to get the. Wow. Yeah, less bourbon, more water, man. Okay, less bourbon, more water. All right. Well, here's I was what was thinking about his too, right? What?
4: Well, let me, let me. Well, that was just him passing in. Now, here's what he had to say afterward as an update on his
2: health. I'm just being released from St. Thomas Hospital in Nashville. I want to thank them for taking such good care of me. When I came, I was being treated uh, for extreme exhaustion and um, uh, dehydration, which I I was very dehydrated. But it turns out they ran a battery of tests, and I also tested positive for COVID-19, which blew me away. I was what they call asymptomatic. Apparently, I just
3: lost consciousness. Now, I was thinking about this, right? When exactly does that 14-day clock start ticking? Like, when you're infected and when you're tested. Because after you get tested, you have to quarantine for 14 days. What if you've already had it for 12 days? Well, you don't know. When you found out you got yeah, it, that's when you, you got
2: tested. No There's idea. no way of telling, so you just got to sit down for 14 days. Now, he's going to be stuck in that hotel but, but, room but, for but, 14
3: but, days. But my point is, what if you already contracted it 12 days ago? It don't matter. But know. they
4: can't really tell. Can't tell. And that. you know what? For some people, it lasts more than uh, two weeks also.
2: Yeah, and now his, mm-hmm. now his co-host, Jasmine, she got to quarantine for 14 days. Everybody that works, you know, with the show got a quarantine for 14. Everybody got a quarantine now.
3: Well, well, D.L. DL was uh, messing with us because we was at home, and he was back in the studio. D.L., mm-hmm. remember that? <laughs> okay.
5: <laughs> right. uh, well, I
4: hope We've he's okay. That's our guy. Stop I'm just glad it. he's okay. He My was on comedy show, so I wonder if people there are a little nervous, too, because they were at the show. A lot of people weren't wearing
3: masks. Everybody's sitting there thinking, he did cough the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he coughed the first five minutes?
4: <laughs> All right, well, that is your Rumor Report. I'm Angela Yee.
3: All
2: right, thank you, Missy. E. I'm realizing like the world is is open back up. People are doing comedy shows, DJs are doing clubs, like people are partying. I looked in and it was, but there must have been thousands of people out in Harlem just chilling.
3: People are out and about, bro. I don't know That's if you right. know. Guess what? Guess, guess who else outside? Yo, Corona. All right, <laughs> the right? Roni. Well, barbershops, barbershops
4: are open today in New Jersey.
3: I'll be there Friday, risking my my health okay. for that all fresh right. baldy. All
2: mm. right, all right. When we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about, ye?
4: Uh, we'll talk about Kentucky voters. They're going to uh, have some issues if they pl- they're they trying to go to the polls. And we'll tell you what places are slashing the number of polling places ahead of the primaries.
2: All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. This is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee? Well, tomorrow it's
4: time to vote. And in Kentucky, voters are going to determine what Democrat will challenge Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell in November. There's some events there, though, because of polling issues right now. What they are saying is they're reducing the number of polling places in the state from 3,700 to fewer than 200. This month, So thousands of voters have requested mail-in ballots to avoid in-person voting. Some people still haven't received them. And again, we told you, you know, voting is tomorrow. So, and they have to be postmarked by then. So uh-uh. they said the decision to cut polling places has drawn concern about voter suppression because a lot of the counties where there will be a single voting location are places where there's a lot of black people. So.
0: it's
3: not good. Well, you're going to yeah, catch hell trying to, to vote in, in 2020. 2020. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Voter suppression, voter suppression is real. Uh, voter depression is even realer. You know, when you're not enthused about a candidate, candidate November gonna be rough, bro.
4: Yeah, I'm not. Listen, Ari Berman tweeted out: Kentucky cutting number of polling places for Tuesday's primaries from 3,700 to 200. There will be one polling place for 616,000 registered voters in Louisville's Jefferson County, where half of the state's black voters live. This is going to be a disaster.
3: Why they just don't put votes on your phone? Why can't you just digitally vote? I like, Because it's, it's, it's easy, easy to, to break compromise? into that. Yeah, it's too easy to
2: compromise easy to on hack. somebody's phone or, or computer. Absolutely. So they they feel if you do it in person, it's, a, it's it's a lot more difficult.
3: And, but mailing is so old school as well, though, because it's just like you can look at certain districts and see what, uh, what certain you know, counties and cities vote the most and just toss them votes away. You, you can't, can't just throw them throw it not You, can't, you need the somebody trash. to police it. Just,
2: yeah, you need somebody to police it. But the thing with online is like, you know, you see everybody getting hacked all the time, all these big businesses that have all these spyware and all these firmware. But imagine somebody's regular laptop. It'd be so easy to break into somebody's laptop it, it, or somebody's line it, and do that.
3: It's It's got to be a way we can turn the vote in digital, digital though, man. <laughs> Everything else is digital. It's got to be a way to protect it. Has to be.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so listen, everybody got to pay attention. Again, voting is tomorrow. And so I know in New York, voting is tomorrow also. So just mm-hmm. make sure. All right. And uh, last thing I want to call attention to is several local leaders. They are looking for a state investigation into the death of an 18 year old who was killed by deputies. This happened in California. Uh, Authorities said they are examining security cameras that might have recorded the fatal shooting. So uh, they want a full investigation into what happened. Andre Gordado is the latest young man of color killed by police gunfire. He was shot in the back. The officers involved did not wear body cameras, according to the statement. We demand answers and call for an independent investigation into this tragic death. There must be full transparency so the public can trust the investigation and we know we are getting the truth. So uh, right now they have a search warrant to get any web-based video or security footage from the third-party vendor who supplies the services at the scene. They said um, two of the cameras had parts for memory cards but were empty, so investigators are trying to figure out what happened in this shooting uh, The shooting took place in the back of a building. Gordado ran from deputies after he saw them. Deputies said they spotted him with a gun in front of a business in the 400 block of Redondo Beach Boulevard near Gardena, and his family said that he was working in the area as a security guard. But, uh, you know, I guess the officer said he was too young to work as a state-licensed security guard at the business and did not have any uniform or badge to indicate him as such.
3: Now, if he was a security guard... And he was licensed uh, to carry a, carry a weapon. Shouldn't mm-hmm. the NRA be getting involved? Shouldn't yeah. the NRA be getting involved and in, 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 in coming to that man's defense? Hmm? Coming to that man's defense and the, the family's defense? Because he has uh, the right to bear arms, especially as a security guard, right? Yeah, so. But we know that. Let's... We know that's not going to happen because that young man is, uh, from what I could tell, he looked uh, Latino. So we know the NRA is not coming to his defense.
4: All right. Well, that is your front page
2: news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we have a special guest uh she goes by the name of Angela Stanton King. Uh she is a Trump supporter.
3: You are telling us next?
2: No, no, no. We're doing Angela Stanton King. Oh. All okay. right. She uh she was pardoned by Trump. She's uh she rides for Trump. She's running for Congress. And we're going to talk to her when we come back. All right? So, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the Zoom right now. We have Angela Stanton
3: King. Welcome.
2: Thank you guys so much for having me on the show.
3: Well, Angela, tell them a little bit about yourself. You are, you're running for Congress in Georgia right now, right? <laughs> mm-hmm.
6: I'm running for Congress in Georgia in the 5th District um, against John Lewis. I am from Atlanta. Been there most of my life. Um, Most of you may know my story from a while back. I spent some time in prison um, for a nonviolent charge. Ended up giving birth to my daughter, you know, chained to a bed, came home, went through a lot of trials and tribulations to get to where I am today. Ended up using my story to not only pass the First Step Act, but also make it illegal for women to be chained during childbirth. I ended up getting a full pardon from the president, and now I'm running for Congress to use my story, to use my experiences and bring hope to our people.
3: You got a pardon from uh, President Trump?
6: Well, a pardon from President Trump.
4: Do you think you would be a Trump supporter if he hadn't pardoned you? I supported Trump before I got a
2: pardon. And why do you, why do you support Trump?
4: I support his policies. He's the first president that's for pro-life.
6: There are, you know, nearly 60 million black babies that have been aborted through the Roe v. Wade path. And if we talk about Black Lives Matter, and we know that Black Lives Matter even in the world. He also signed the most historic criminal justice reform that I had a part of, and we freed over 7,000 people from prison. 91% of them were black. The fact that the man was willing to listen to someone like me and allow me to influence him to not only pass the First Step Act but make it illegal for women to give birth and change, I realize that this man is not the man that they're
3: proclaiming him to be. You know, I don't, I don't have any problem with a, a person voting their interests. Uh, I saw a quote you said. You said, I, cred, I credit President Trump for being my inspiration. Before she became active in conservative politics, I was a lifelong Democrat just because. Well, you know, monkey see, monkey do. I was just doing everything that my family was doing. I guess we had all been duped. So what made you, uh, you know, get away from the Democratic Party?
6: Well, when I, my own story, when I came home from prison, I mean, I was a convicted felon. I was a single mother. I had four children waiting for me. They gave me a $25 check and a bus ticket and said, here, go start your life over. Well, we had absolutely nowhere to go. I couldn't get the welfare that I'd been able to get before. I couldn't get any housing assistance. So I had to figure out how I was going to make it. I had a God-given gift, which was writing. So I wrote my life story. From there, I went on to being a national best-selling author and then starting my own publishing company. Not only that, the part about being a single mother, remembering when I was getting those benefits, and how Section 8 said, you know, as a single mother, we'll help you and your children, but the father can't live in a home. Or when I was receiving welfare, they'll say, okay, you'll get a certain amount of money at the beginning every month, but you can only make a certain amount. It wasn't until I was denied government benefits and nobody wanted to help me that I discovered my greatness. We got to reduce poverty, because once we reduce poverty, we reduce crime. We need more entrepreneurs, and if I can do it, anybody can do it.
3: You can do that as part of any party, though, or even or being an independent. You don't have to be a part of a party to do that, though, right?
6: Well, I mean, I, for me personally, I'm a conservative because I don't believe in handouts. I believe in hand up. I'm also not a Democrat because of abortion. This is my thing. Roe v. Wade was passed off of a lie. As of right now where we are, we're always crying about being an oppressed minority. But we are always going to be an oppressed minority if we continue to abort our
2: offspring. So we really want to restore the value to our own lives. You don't think it's a woman's right, though? A woman's right for abortion? Like, for instance, if a a girl was, if a girl, like let's say a 16-year-old girl was raped or somebody was raped and they're pregnant and they don't want to have that child, they don't want to have that experience, you don't feel like it's a woman's right to have an abortion?
6: So they talk about women's rights and women's choice. We need to first figure out why the government gave us the choice to kill our children to get away with it. Because as a man you make the child. If you wanted to kill the baby, you would go to jail. You don't have a right to decide whether or not your child lives. Neither should a woman, even in the instance of rape. Let's just talk about it because I've been raped before. I have a 27-year-old daughter that's a lawyer still deciding to choose life because at the end of the day, that child is still partly mine. Now, if you can't kill the person who raped you, why are we killing the child? And in addition to that, Race is only 1% of abortion. So, the argument that's on the floor right now about abortion is the Democrats wanting to fund it. It's not necessarily taking away a woman's right, which I don't believe any woman should want to right. because here's the thing you're taking away someone else's right to live.
5: Well,
3: I'm definitely wanna... pro choice, and I, I highly disagree I'm de- with you on the. I am pro choice. And one thing. of the.
4: One of the reasons I'll say that is because I think history has proven that when abortion was illegal, women were still having abortions and they were doing them in very unsafe ways and dying from them. So that will still continue to go on. And then the only people who had access were people who could pay for private physicians so that they were able to travel, go get that done, pay a large sum of money. So that actually endangered our people who were living in poverty because they couldn't afford to go to a private doctor.
6: Let me tell you something. A baby dies every time in an abortion. Every time a woman has an abortion, a baby dies. You can't say Black Lives Matter and don't include the black lives that are in the womb. Now, when you're talking about health care and in the black community, we need to remember the Negro Project entitled X Fund. When you go research the history of Planned Parenthood, the founder, Margaret Sanger, was a racist. The Negro Project was about them implementing birth controls into our population, into our communities, to keep us from Populating to keep us from reproducing. So what we have to decide now is when we are voting, is are you going to vote for your children, your future children to die or your future children to live? Why not give them... It's still a choice. To, it's a choice. What's the choice, though?
3: Life or death.
6: Okay, so why would a mother choose death for her child? Everybody that's here, even all of us on this live, we got here because our mamas got pregnant. At the end of the day, it's somebody's life. How are you? How are you going to get someone else's right to live?
3: Context matters, though. If a woman got raped, and I, I understand you say it's less than one percent, but if a woman got raped, I wouldn't expect her to carry that child. Not at all.
6: Okay, so even so, Not listen, at all. so even let's just say that's fair, and that and that's the decision for it. If they say, okay, we're going to make this exception, if a woman is raped, let her make that decision. We still ended somebody else's life that didn't commit the right. Let's remember that. I would love to bring balance. I would love to give opportunity to women to look. You can't tell me that the only way I can survive or be successful is by having an abortion. When I'm a woman that came home from prison and raised four kids on my own, which are all a blessing. So, if we want them to value our lives, then we need to begin to value the lives of
4: our offspring. Women are still going to have abortions, whether or not it's illegal, and it's a very dangerous practice so when that, that does happen, and it does end up killing people. So, we would half of our rate. would ra- we would rather to support, su- to support what? Is that an excuse
6: to support a racist organization that has wiped out half of the black race? Planned why Parenthood it doesn't only provide, you know, Planned, Planned Parenthood doesn't only provide it, abortions for let people. Me tell you, about you, know do, you know, they do, you know, they do a lot more work than that as million. well. So does every other Z-O-B-G-Y-N. We don't need Planned Parenthood to provide those services. We can go to any health clinic and get those services. Why does the Democrat Party have to pay for it? I don't want to support a party that wants to pay for black life to be exterminated.
2: All right, we got more with Angela Stanton King when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Angela Stanton King. You're anti-LGBTQIA Kurt. I'm not
6: anti-L. Don't say
2: that. I'm asking. Don't say that. I'm just asking. Some of
6: the things I don't agree with. I'm not anti because when you say anti-LGBTQ. You're putting in lesbian, right. bi, gay, you lumping everything in together. So, so what are
2: you sex anti, sex what are you against sex. then? Ex-
6: this is this is what I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. I don't agree that I should be forced to recognize a man as a woman if he has had a sex change. I don't believe I should be forced to recognize that. I also don't believe that children should be associated with anything LGBTQ. I'm not against anybody grown doing what they want to do, but I am against associating children with that, and here is why. When you break down LGBTQ, what it means and what it stands for, it's all sexual preference. Children shouldn't be identifying with sexual preference. So when you have gay characters in cartoons, in every action, you are opening up the door and teaching children about sex. This is my opinion.
4: I feel as though laws need to be in place that protect children. That's all where I'm at. Gender and sexual preference are two different things. Just because you're associating you are a certain gender doesn't mean that you're having sex and that's a sexual preference. And, so
6: let's, and, and let's talk about that. Even when it comes to children, why are we confusing children with gender identity?
4: I don't think that children are confused when they say, this is the body that I feel like I have, and this is what I am. I don't think anyone's forcing so it on them. If I, say, if I say I'm a turtle, does that make me a turtle? Is that a gender that's an option for you?
3: Angela, like, I would respect your right uh, to be a turtle. If you wanted to be a turtle, I would not tell you that you're not a turtle. Like like Dwayne Wade's daughter. Right like Dwayne Wade's daughter. Children
6: believe that I, but I don't have the right to use my influence or make laws to make children believe that you can magically turn into a turtle when we know that it's not true. So there's a certain thing called gender dysphoria, and it's very similar to people that have anorexia. So people that have anorexia, in their minds, they believe that they're fat. They really are not. Gender dysphoria is the same thing. We have people that believe that they are in the wrong body. They are not. So here's my thing. Having an operation to make you look like the opposite sex does not make you the opposite sex. I feel as though it's confusing children. Now, I'm not here to take away gay rights. I have a son that's a part of the community. I have an aunt that's a part of the community. Plenty of friends. I love them. But I stand on what I believe, and that's only two genders.
3: So your son is your son is gay. So you can't be. There's no way you yes, can't be anti LGBT. Yeah,
6: I raised I love him to death. When you grow up and you're an adult, if that's what you want to do, you have every right. I believe people should love who they want to love, absolutely. But when we come to our children and giving them options and not allowing them to make informed decisions.
4: We need to tell them the truth. But you're that's telling that. them who they are instead of them instead of letting them be who they are. No, 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 no. I'm not telling them who they are. I'm helping them understand who they
6: are because what you want to do is tell them a lie because you can tell a man all day he a woman. I don't think you're him. telling. He's I don't think anybody's woman. telling
4: a child that if they feel like that and that's this is who I well, am. You I'm not going to say that's not you would who be you lying are.
6: to your child and you would be an irresponsible parent to lie to your child and make them believe that they are something other than they are born. But however. I don't want to waste too much time on anything negative or creating this atmosphere like I'm against LGBTQ or I'm it's against anybody. It's not negative. just a conversation. Not, I just have my beliefs.
3: Well, let, let's talk about unemployment because, you know, uh, your president, Donald Trump, is the reason that 40 million people are unemployed right now because of his response to coronavirus. Well,
6: I would disagree. <laughs> I, would
2: disagree. <laughs> I would disagree. I would disagree. Are you disagreeing about his response? To the coronavirus, what do you disagree about?
6: Uh, well, let's talk about let's talk about his response. What did the, what about his response did you guys have to issue?
3: I mean, the fact that he denied it in February and said that you know it was only one well, case. Well, in and...
6: January he tried to close the borders against China and they called him a racist and a, X, and a xenophobe and a bigot and everything else. And then he actually did close the borders to China. Not only that, he mm-hmm. mentioned COVID at his State of the Union speech on February fourth, the one that Nancy Pelosi ripped up. And then she went to Chinatown saying that that COVID wasn't a big issue. So I think that because this is something that has happened, this is his first time in presidency, I'm not here to defend him. You know, I know a lot of times he's saying things that are wild. I'm more focused on his policies, but I do think that he handled it as best as he could in his administration.
2: And you don't think Donald Trump okay. is, a, is, a, is a racist?
6: Why would I think Donald Trump is a racist when I know his history? Before... Donald Trump ran for president. No one thought he was a racist.
2: They sure did. You know, he, that's he, not he, true. he, didn't, allow, he didn't allow black yeah, people to that stay that's in that's his true. building.
6: That was an issue about him not renting the people that had Section 8. Now, I got a brother who has property and is not going to rent the people on Section 8. So then they talk about the Central Park 5. Why did Donald Correct. Trump go out of his way to run these ads the and response ad. to, that?
2: to these innocent kids? Still
6: to, th- to this day, hasn't apologized. Y'all more mad at Donald Trump than y'all mad at Antron's own daddy for making him confess. First of all, I got an issue with the daddy. Y'all mad at Trump. I want to know why his father made him confess and knew that it was a lie. Second of all, those five men, God bless them, and I fight for criminal justice reform. I'm glad they are free. I'm also glad that they have been compensated. But I also know that Donald Trump has freed nearly 7,000 people, 91% of them black. I also know that Joe Biden... Has not apologized for his ninety four crime bill and will not apologize for it, which has thousands of black men in prison right now that I am fighting for
5: to be
3: free. Well Angela, in nineteen seventy three, uh, uh an employee when he got sued, uh, an employee did quote in court documents that uh they was that they were told to rent only to Jews and executives. When 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 there was a lawsuit mm-hmm. against it's Trump was focused on mm. fo- okay. focused on thirty nine okay. properties is this in New around York City. the
6: same time is it, okay. So is this around the same 1973. time he Jesse Jackson start the Rainbow Push Coalition? Is this the same time he gave him a, a floor on the 10th floor in the Empire State Building He gave him a million dollars to help this organization that still helps us? So are we talking about an issue with one employee? Maybe he got upset. Maybe he said something. We're going to stay focused on the past. Can we talk about what Donald Trump is doing right now for right. black people? Let Let's talk know. about it. What has he done? He has created Opportunity Zones. He had the lowest black unemployment. But again... It's not about. Trump. You
2: know, opportunity zones are not only for black you people. Had. You know that, right? You know, opportunity zones are not only for black people. And you know, opportunity zone is for people that can afford. To stay in that building and not sell at, which people, so that means have, it for people that have so money. And most of the majority of the people that have money are white people. So, 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 is so if you want to talk so opportunities Opportunity who's, who's Zone and real estate, we can have this conversation all day. We can go down the line. But Opportunity Zone is not made for don't black people. Me,
5: so let's let's get me to we that. We don't
6: have enough black people that have money that can take advantage. I didn't say that.
2: I said the majority of real estate me, investors are it, white and they can it, hold down not playing stuff for years. So Opportunity Zones are not for only black people
6: this is what i'm saying opportunity zones are for black communities to rebuild our communities which is exactly what we need now especially with all of the things that have been burned down in our communities we have enough black people in power with money to take advantage of these tax breaks but what we have is a lot of leaders and people with money that truly do not care okay so funds can be created we can put together pools we this is an opportunity for us to come together and rebuild our neighborhood and rebuild our community so we can't always just sit back and say we're gonna point the finger at somebody right. else when we gonna have accountability.
2: All right, we got more with Angela Stanton King. She's running for Congress, and she's a Trump supporter. All right, we'll talk to her some more. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Angela Stanton King. She's running for Congress in 2020. She's a huge Trump supporter. Yee.
4: No, one question I wanted to ask you is, why do you think so many white supremacist groups support Donald Trump?
6: I think it's because they were white supremacists when Obama was in office. And I think that because Obama was a black man, they happy to see any white man in office. It could have been, it could have been Hillary Clinton. They would have supported her. Anybody besides a black face. I don't believe that the president has control over who supports him. Do you think he should he denounce them? He has. You want me to pull up the video and show it to you?
5: Well, oh, you, you, go you, you can't say
6: good
3: people. You can't say good. You
6: can't you call you them fine people. In you can't. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You can't it. say good people, can't people
6: on both. There's a whole video of him doing that, and he also designated them a terrorist group. So, in my honest opinion, when the president said there are very fine people on both sides, he was talking about the people that were peacefully protesting. What I want us to do is not look at me as a black woman and think that I'm a sellout or I'm not for black people, because at the end of the day, you would, back in the day, they had to call Harriet something in the cone for going to work with white people to free the slave. Oh, <laughs>
3: oh, oh, oh. And so Harriet wasn't going to work. It's not like she woke up in the morning and said, I'm going to go clock in for this I slavery today. the
6: administration. I advocate on behalf of Black America with the administration. I'm not employed by the administration.
3: Do you feel like you have to be loyal to Trump because he pardoned you?
6: I don't feel like I have to be loyal to Trump, but I'll tell you something. I am a loyal person. <laughs> I do understand loyalty. If Trump has done something that I feel would hurt Black people or would hurt disadvantaged communities, I would be the first one to say something. I would not align myself with someone or something that I believe was be intentionally bringing harm to my community. If we focus on the policy, and not the person.
3: No, I, 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 I um, I have to push back on you because Trump's policies have hurt. Black people. I mean, Be you specific. talk about the economy, you talk about the tax laws that are disproportionately Be, hurt no, African No, 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 no. When you talk about, well, they were disproportionately left out of Trump's tax cuts. Uh, African American households receive only 5% of the benefits from Trump's tax law, despite making up 13% of U.S. households. When you talk about education, Trump rolled back Obama-era efforts geared toward protecting Wait a black students Wait a Wait a from minute. discrimination Trump, and you, school punishment.
6: Hold on, hold on. I'm on now. Did you not see Trump pass school choice. Did you not see the black girl at the State of the Union that he gave and, and that he gave a, a, a scholarship to? The school choice is what we need because our children are stuck in public schools while their children get to go to private schools and charter schools and have access to more opportunities.
3: Okay, well, what about criminal justice? Trump took us backwards on criminal justice by rescinding and weakening Obama-era you know protections on that. policing. You know,
6: I'm not gonna let you. truth, go. You know I'm not gonna let you say that. So criminal justice reform, let's talk about the historic criminal justice reform bill that's going to bring uh, nearly 100,000 people home from prison. So what this bill does, so there's a huge difference between the Fair Sentencing Act and the First Step Act. So what the Fair Sentencing Act, what Obama passed, this did not apply to those that had life off of three strikes you're out. So three strikes you're out, this is how the majority of black people ended up in prison. You will commit a crime one time, let's say i be on the street, you'll catch me with a $50 bomb, lock me up, i bind bond out. You catch me on the street again, I got a $20 bomb, If you lock me up, I'll bond out. That third time, you can give me life in prison. Life three strikes you out is what has the majority of people in prison serving life for marijuana. When President Trump passed the First Step Act, those are the people that benefited from that law, and those are the people, since you brought them up, that Obama left behind.
3: But listen, even with the First Step back, we can't act like Trump's administration is not working behind the scenes to undermine those laws and put inmates back behind bars. Because wow. his, he encourages harsher sentences wow. for drug offenses, including nonviolent ones. The Department of Justice gave federal oh, prosecutors so wider latitude to pursue criminal drug there, charges you know and harsher sentences. A, do you know that
6: there's a difference between the Department of Justice and the White House administration? You know that there's Trump's DOJ. You've also seen the DOJ buck against Trump. Don't say that it's Trump's DOJ.
3: Jeff Sessions and William Barr ride Trump's.
6: Wait a minute. That's not necessarily true because we've seen DOJ come against people being released for home confinement, being moved closer to their family, going against everything that was passed in the First Step Act. There are lawsuits right now pending against the DOJ for them not honoring what Trump signed in the First Step Act. So let's again be beneficial with that. And it's unfair for you guys to say that Trump passed something in regards to criminal justice reform that rolls people back because we have thousands of people home now with their families and thousands of people that are on the way. So I think it's selfish of us to not take into consideration our people that's locked in the cage and want to be free and want to come home. There is no guarantee that Joe Biden is going to do anything to fix the law that he passed because he was in office eight years and did nothing about
3: it. I, I understand your loyalty to him, but I just want you to know that just because somebody does something good for you doesn't mean they're good for you. I just want to say that.
6: It, 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 but it, he didn't it, do nothing bad. I can't you, say he's yeah, done anything bad. I can't say I've seen anything bad come out of the administration.
3: Well, well you I ain't got no eyeballs, Angela. Put your glasses on. You wear glasses. That, contacts, and I'm right there. Lasix. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you. Maybe you're you too for, close. Maybe you too. No, no. I got. I got to ask two more questions because she um she's running for Congress in Atlanta. Yes. And um Thank you. she ha- you know Atlanta has a large LGBTQIA plus population. Do
0: right.
3: you think? Listen, do you think that your harsh criticisms of that community will hurt your chances of winning a seat in Congress?
6: Um, I think that when it comes to their rights and standing up for what they believe in, I think that they have been given that right. I think that I have every right to say. A man is not a woman because it's factual. I think that I have every right to say that we need laws that protect children, right, from becoming too sexually hyper, right, or sexualized. I believe that I have a right to say that. And I believe that the majority of the LGBTQ community also agrees with that, right? They don't have an issue with that. They also agree with that. Why are we hypersexualizing our children before it's time? And I don't think I don't that identifying
4: as that. a gender means that you're telling your child to have sex. I'm not lying to my children about who they are. And that's my belief. That's
6: no law.
4: Right. And then other Can people allow- should have the right to raise their children as they see fit as well. And they do. Mm-hmm. So am I the enemy because I don't agree? Do I have
6: it to depends.
3: agree? It, if you're causing them to be oppressed in any way, if you're causing them to be marginalized in, in any way... Then, yes, I would you are you
6: somebody to be oppressed by telling them the truth? You oppress people by lying to them, which is what the Democrat Party has been doing to us for the last 40 years. So I have three sons. So let's say my 19-year-old son, in five years from now, meets someone from New York that was legally able to change their birth certificate. They get married. He's waited 10, 15 years to have a child. Find out 15 years later that he is not married to a biological woman he is actually married to a biological man how is that fair
3: i mean i think nobody's saying all that you shouldn't argued. disclose I, your
6: past but you know that's 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 law that's what's in the equality act that's what they're allowed to do but, they're allowed to legally change their birth certificate so i just don't agree with the dispatch. I, I would
3: wonder i would wonder if that person would care after all of that time cuz you already grew in love with a person
6: you will want to marry somebody that will be honest up and up front with you. You wouldn't want to marry somebody that's going to lie to you and keep a huge part of their life away. Sounds
4: great, but a lot of people are married to people they were deceived by in many ways, so I don't think you can ever prevent people okay, so from I not guess, deceiving I people in marriage. It's
6: okay. It does not. Benefit. I support
4: Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade and how they're allowing their child I I, uh, I to grow up. I know I don't. you don't, and they have children, and that's what I support.
6: Well, that's my. I don't support it. I, I'm, I'm with Boosie on this one. Let the man be a man. You could be gay and still be a man.
3: Yeah, let's move on. But I don't think there's anything wrong with supporting people the same way that you support your son, who happens to be
6: gay. Yeah, you That's can my... you can support them, but you don't have to you don't have to condone it. You don't have to agree with it. LGBTQ, if you're explaining it, how do you explain it without talking about sex? It's all about sex. Lesbian means two women that prefer to have sex with each other. Gay means two men prefer to have sex with each other a bisexual person is a person that has sex with both sex i mean come on y'all let's just be real for a minute I,
3: I got i got molested when i was eight and so i do understand what you're saying because i wasn't thinking about sex and sexual acts before that happened
6: that's all that's all i'm saying and please stop trying to you know create this atmosphere that i'm against lgbtq because that's not it LGBTQ is about sexual choice and sexual preference, which adults have every right to. But I'm just strongly against tying anything that involves sexual choice, sexual preference, sexual anything with children that aren't mature enough to make decisions regarding the consequences that come behind sex. That's where I'm at.
3: Or Angela, uh, Stanton really, King. Oh, Angela, thank you very talk. much. How can, they, how, how can they follow you if they want to?
6: So, you guys, um, Stanton King for Congress is the website. Definitely please visit, look at the policies, look at what it is that I'm fighting for. And on Instagram, I'm D. Angela Stanton. Twitter, D. Angie Stanton. You guys, thank you so much for having me on the show today. I really appreciate it.
2: And you have a blessed thank day, you, Angela. Sister.
0: This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
4: So Pharrell was on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and one thing that he wants to discuss is making Juneteenth an official holiday. Here's what he had to say uh, about freedom and observing Juneteenth and making it a paid holiday.
1: Yeah, there's 47 states that that observe it, but man, it's not a paid holiday. We deserve a paid holiday. So I called him and I just said, Man, I just feel like you know this is important for not only your own legacy but for the legacy of Virginia. And if you would be willing to officiate this, and you know make this a paid holiday, I will travel for the first time because this is for not only me but this is for like my ancestors.
3: He's absolutely correct. He I think that'll all change by next year, though. I think. Yeah, I see be a lot of holiday by next year.
4: Yeah, a lot of states are making it a a statewide paid holiday, and a lot of people are lobbying right now for that to happen. So Mm
3: -hmm. I can't see why it shouldn't. Yeah, promoters can't wait to make corny Juneteenth flyers, you know, with Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, and other great black notables on them. That'll happen.
4: Now, Kenya Barris and Pharrell are in talks with Netflix to develop a feature length musical about Juneteenth as well. So. That could, uh, that's definitely gonna happen. Pharrell is gonna be partnering with Mimi Valdez alongside Kenya Barris, who will produce through his production company.
3: That shows you the power of uh, media, too, right? Like TV, because a lot of people said that they didn't even know about Juneteenth until that episode of Blackish. So that that's shows what you I was what saying up here.
4: I was like, I'm so sure so many people said Blackish was the first time.
2: Yeah, my, my dad, we, yeah, so I was having a conversation with my dad about it. He was like, you know, up top up here he says we really didn't discuss it he said down south it was it was very very big when he was stationed down south that's when he learned about it when he was in the military but he was like here it is in new york new jersey on the east coast we really didn't discuss it and really talk about it like that
3: well that shows what happens when you put things of socially redeeming value in your content that's all Mm -hmm. you teach people Mm -hmm.
4: and you know i like how missy elliott was actually saying that she learned more in 2020 than about black history than she has in her whole lifetime and she was saying family was members not- didn't even know what Black Wall Street was, so this has been an educational experience for a lot of people.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't teach us that in them bum-ass public schools, okay? That's the white man's teachings. They gave us the white man's history, not our own.
4: All right, now let's discuss uh, versus battles, issues, and all kinds of things. Before we get to that, Swiss Beats. Uh, now, Swiss Beats was doing an Instagram live session with Buster Rhymes, and... There was a track, a Busted Rhymes and Drake track that leaked online and Swizz did not like how all of that went down. Here's what he said.
1: He didn't come to me to make a record with me. he wanted to do Dillaby. That kid is a is a good kid. We made hit record together. It's all love. I just want to play music. Because because my filter is burnt. I understand. And so was my is mine. Burnt. but you know what too? Me and you both stand on making sure we understand everything. Before we express how much our filter was burnt.
3: That's all. I just want to give you the fullness on our understanding. Yeah, at
1: Cam. the end of this day, niggas <laughs> is for real. What's
3: up? Pop off. Let's go. Okay. Oh, the six is hot right now. <laughs> the six yeah, is hot. Listen. Toronto's hot.
4: Drake's peoples came to his defense immediately. Chubb said, We don't need no apology. It's clear you don't like us, so act that way when you see us. And then he called them a vagina. Wow. In in a different word. And then uh yeah, it was a lot. I don't even want to read these.
3: <laughs> well, well, but well, yes, well Swiss Swiss it was a might lot. Swiss might as well let 50 in job battle now, cause Swiss said that the battle couldn't happen because he wants Versus to be positive. He wants Versus to be all love. Right. Well if the architect of Versus is out here sending out smoke signals like that, then everyone should be able to bring the smoke as well. So you might as well let 50 <laughs> in job battle now. Swiss. Well, Swiss all has right? since
4: apologized. Here's what he
1: said. I was I was in the wrong space, I was in the wrong energy, and I hate that my kids. And other people got to see me be on that side. I was a little nice. I was a little excited. You know, I definitely spoke on some things that, that I definitely shouldn't have spoke on. Although I might feel a certain way about a certain person and different things like that. As a G, I'm man enough to, enough to say that, you know, I did that on the wrong platform. And I wasn't supposed to do that like that. Because I, would, I wouldn't respect somebody else if they did that like that. You understand?
3: OVO said they don't want that apology, right? They said keep that same energy when you see me in these streets. Wow. Well. Right? Didn't they say yeah, that? I thought I, I read did. that yesterday.
4: Mm-hmm. I should, yeah, I just read what Chubb said, and, you know, they said, Happy Father's Day, F-boy.
3: Wow. It's a Swiss. <laughs> First of all. It got that nasty? You, yes. You you got to pay attention to what's going on in the world. Uh, we are not each other's enemy, okay? And at um, all. At a time like this, none of us need to be beefing with each other. But Can we go back to, also, oh,
4: you fancy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's be clear. Also, uh, ain't nothing around Swiss beats soft either, though. Okay, no. don't, don't, you day. don't want them OG. You don't want them OG Rough Rider brothers getting active. Okay, it might not you have been active in ever, a long time.
4: Ever come, come to that?
3: Don't, but Swift, don't, don't, don't make them show you, bro. Don't Swift, make them show you. They Swift still got it. Soft.
2: Swiss is not soft. I mean, don't, don't worry about the guys I, around them. Swiss is not that's soft.
3: stupid. Listen how you sound right now. You you, you 40-something years old talking about another 40-year-old being soft. You being the around, Swiss ain't soft.
2: Swiss ain't soft. I'm just
3: letting letting everybody know, but the moral of the story is nobody should be beefing with each other, okay? It's all corny. It's all whack. It's all lame. I don't want to see OVO versus Rough Riders. I don't want to see Swiss versus Drake. I don't want to see nobody running to each other in the streets and trying to prove something. It's all whack. Okay? That's the moral of the story. But- All right. But what? Right, I what to go look at some, some of them old Rough Rider videos. All right, that's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> okay, Don't think it's sweet. Just Take a just square up in a private jet somewhere. Let them was. go in a private jet
2: somewhere, square up, and an hug There you other, go. You know, you know what I mean? With some baby oil. With some baby
4: <laughs> All right, I'm Angela Yee. Lavender. That's your
3: rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss yes. Yee. Salamite. Yes, indeed. Who are you giving your donkey to? Uh, one of our real enemies. Uh, an- another reason we shouldn't be out here beefing with each other, police officer who should be former police officer, David Alfendor of the NYPD. He needs to come to the front of the congregation. we like to have a word with him. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
4: This
3: don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey, 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 donkey It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the hero. Uh, Did
2: she get donkey today? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day.
3: The breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey. Donkey of the day for Monday, June 22nd goes to soon-to-be former police officer David Alfendor. Well, he should be a former police officer soon. I would hope so. Now, according to the New York Times, David Alfendor is the police officer captured on video placing a man in a chokehold. Now, on June 12th here in New York City, Governor Andrew Cuomo signed a 10-bill police reform package into law. And under that legislation, chokeholds are banned. In fact, the law is called the Eric Garner, rest in peace to Eric Garner, is called the Eric Garner Anti-Chokehold Act. Okay, for any police officer who may have forgot that bill was passed by State Assembly and signed by Governor Cuomo,
0: here's a reminder. The New York State Legislature has quickly passed the most aggressive reforms in the nation. I'm going to sign those bills in a moment. 50a reform so there's transparency we're banning chokeholds
3: now this bill is fresh out the oven uh still hot can't even eat it yet you'll burn the roof of your mouth uh it's, it's got to cool off but here goes david Alfendor doing what police officers seem to do best doing what some police officers seem to do effortlessly and that's brutalizing people without any second thought about it would you like some more details on what david Alpendor did Let's go to Politics Nation on MSNBC for the report, please.
0: Now to breaking news of a questionable incident, this time between New York City police and a young black man. In the cell phone video, you see four officers wrestling a young man to the ground. This is along a beach boardwalk in Queens, New York. If you look on the right, it appears one of the officers is using a chokehold. Onlookers recording the event tell the police they're choking the man. At one point, you hear the crowd say he's out. However, we do know the condition of that man was examined by medical personnel, and he is in good condition. A source within New York City Police Department tells NBC News that police were called to the scene regarding several men throwing debris and harassing bicyclists and pedestrians. Uh,
3: thank you, Reverend Al. David has been suspended without pay, but that's the problem. There should be no investigation. We got a videotape. Chokehold's a band. He puts someone in a chokehold, and chokehold's a band. He needs to be terminated. Why? Because this isn't even David's first offense. In 2014, he was found not guilty for beating up a 16-year-old during a drug bust. He was found not guilty, even though surveillance footage showed David Alfendor and Officer Tyrone Isaac cornering the kid. Uh, Isaac uh, well, D- uh, Alfendor pulled a gun on him, and David Alfendor lunged forward with the gun drawn, and the gun hit the kid in the mouth and broke his two bottom teeth. Now, what if that gun would have went off? A 16-year-old kid would be dead right now for $250 worth of weed. The point is, this man has been arrested for police brutality before, and clearly nothing has changed. What is insanity, people? NYPD, what is insanity? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over, but expecting different results. Please tell me why the NYPD thinks taking these same bad apples and putting them back in the bunch is a good idea. If you went to a grocery store, And every time you went in the grocery store, they had terrible customer service and the same rotten produce. Wouldn't you stop going to that grocery store? You would stop giving that grocery store your hard-earned money, and so would other smart people. And eventually, that store would be known as the grocery store with terrible customer service and trash-ass produce, and people would stop going there and giving their money to that store. You would spend that money somewhere else where the produce and customer service is better, right? Well, if the answer to that question is yes, then now you understand defunding the police. As long as the police keep putting these bad apples on the shelf, we can't shop here anymore, okay? We need to take our money away from them and put it into something more positive, okay? There is absolutely no reason for police departments to get these big-ass budgets if this is the best they can put on the shelf, in this case, put on the streets. Please let Remy Ma give David Alfondor the biggest hee-haw.
5: Hee-haw, hee
7: you stupid motherfucker, you
3: dumb. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what could alter police behavior at this point. Uh, abolishing qualified immunity, maybe. Uh, termination and making sure criminal charges are brought against these cops when they violate blatant police reform laws like this, possibly. Mm-hmm. I tend to lean towards a combination of both, pensions or prisons, pick your choice. There just has to be consequences against these police officers. If not, nothing will change. Suspended without pay seems like a slap on the wrist, especially being that these laws were just passed. An example really needs to be made out of uh, David Alfondor, especially since he has previous charges. And and an example needs to be made to show other officers this type of behavior will not be tolerated. And I don't even know if we need police reform. Like, we need a whole new system, starting with encouraging people from the community to become police officers. It needs to be some type of financial incentive for folks from the community to go into law enforcement and and stay and police their own communities. Because I don't don't think these people can be reformed. I'm going to be honest with you. All right. Well, thank you for that
2: donkey today. Up Mm -hmm. next, Tiana Taylor will be joining us. Her new album is in stores right now, The Album. So we'll kick it with Tiana when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: The Breakfast Club.
2: It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now. Her album is out. Tiana That's Tana. right. Hey. T.T. Y'all already starting at 6 a.m. Y'all not even in the same
0: room,
7: and y'all still going at it. Oh, we going at it's each not other. A,
4: it's not 6 a.m. here. Well, it's 6 a.m.
7: here, and y'all already <laughs> Yeah, I know. From different
3: <laughs> homes, okay? From <laughs> The album is out. We're not even just saying the album. That's actually the title. Why, why'd you go with the album?
7: Um, I just felt like I wanted to get straight to the point, and I felt like this was the album, and I felt like, you know, I answered to um, everyone's concerns and complaints, and I was like, okay, this is the album you wanted. This is the album you're going to get. I was too short the last time, now I'm going to give your ass the album full length. <laughs>
4: I love the intro, by the way. I think that was so dope how you started it. That was like a tearjerker listening to it, emotional. Mm-hmm. That was so dope. When did you decide to do that?
7: I actually um, had that for a minute. We had created an intro for it for uh, KTFC, and um, I held on to it, and it's crazy, and I'm happy, I'm happy that I did because... You know, once Junie got on a, the Raw song, you know, I had to reach out, ask the people if she could hop on the song, go through all these clearances and everything. And then once, <laughs> I by, once I finally got cleared by Junie, I'm like, yo, the intro would be super dope if she's the
3: first voice that everybody hear." Well, well congratulations Junie looks like she naturally got it. She, yeah, she, yeah. Junie looks like she naturally got it. She can dance. She was harmonizing on the song, Come Back to Me. Like, how long, how long did it take her to get that right?
7: I don't even think, like, I mean, I, I went on Instagram live when we were first creating it. And it was just like she got on the mic and nobody, like, had to tell her what to do. But Junie's also one of, like, my biggest fans. So she knows all my songs. I wanted oh, to say congratulations. We didn't say
2: congratulations it. yet. Congratulations. Thank you. How I mean, are you doing during this pandemic being pregnant? How was how that? I mean, you just said F Junie. No no,
5: yeah,
7: I wasn't saying we say congratulations. Baby. No, we didn't say congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Junie, this, is, this is Junie's baby. Like you see, yeah, it Junie spilled up, the beans. You know, <laughs> my hand like, "Yo, it is not giving <laughs> all that, you know. Um the <laughs> pandemic has been very very uh well, the pandemic was okay because I was able to actually lock in and perfectly sequence out my album. Like pandemic mm-hmm. was like lock in time, you know. It was uh everything else that started happening yeah. to our people is when shit got really, really tough for me. You know, um, mm-hmm. everything that was going on with our people and and me being pregnant was, was very tough because that enrage that we felt, that hurt that we felt, I felt that times 20. You know what I'm saying? Being a pregnant woman and super emotional, like I couldn't even stomach more than half of the things that I was watching. You know, it's just, it, it was a lot for me. Very, very, very emotional for me. Mm.
4: Right. Now, I think for a lot of people, just mentally, sometimes I have to be like, okay, just for like a couple of hours, I can't watch the news or look at my Instagram. Like, what are some things that you do so you can just stay in a, a better space at times?
7: I've gotten very, very, very heavy into meditation. Like, just resetting my, re- resetting myself, like, centering myself and, and and. Just praying, you know, praying for my black family, you know, my black child, my black husband, um, you know, my black people, you know, and the families that are losing uh, family members, you know. So you're right, like just getting off of social media, of course, doing my part first. I take care of what I take care of, whether that's spread awareness across my platform, Mm -hmm. donate, you know, to different things. But after that, yeah, I'm kind of just like off. I created a whole meditation, um, area on my balcony and, you know, even Junie, she comes out there. She's like, mama, we meditating today. You know, like it's Mm -hmm. really calming, like my sage and, you know, and I I just pray and we go around in a circle and we talk about the things that are heavy on our hearts and we talk about all the events that's going on and we talk about our concerns and just let it all out. And whether that, you know, ends up with, with us crying or, and rage or going off like we literally just let it out and then
3: we meditate what got you into meditation what's
7: going on in this world that's what got me into that you know and like i said being pregnant because everything that i go through i have to still remember that i'm carrying a a, a, a child you know and mm-hmm. they feel everything so if i'm stressing my stomach will start getting hard you know i'm crying my stomach will start hurting like i'm just like okay i really need to calm myself down you know because but who, who know introduced me, I'm, you
3: to it though
7: i'm a little i'm a little aggressive you know so i'm kind of like mm-hmm. you know with the shit. so to see what's happening with our people like it, it enrages me you know and right. it's just like i have to reset myself
3: who, who introduced you to uh meditation like why meditation like why not therapy because i love meditation too but why yeah. not therapy or something else why meditation
7: um because I felt like every time I had to catch myself and calm myself down, I just took a deep breath. Like, I've done gotcha. it before. I just never, like, all the way did it. Like, how deep I am and, like, how deep I'm into it now was just me taking it to the next <sighs> the next level. It wasn't even really, like, a conversation with anybody or it was anything that I've seen. I was just like, yo, I need to start meditating. Like, I need to really, you know, and at the time, when everything first started, I had came to, I was in L.A., and Iman was in Atlanta. So I was really kinda like having anxiety a little bit, you know, because there was mm-hmm. a lot going on everywhere, you know, and it's just like, You're a black man, you know, I already take sure. a risk with every day you walk out that door. But now right that I'm in a whole damn 3,000 miles away from you. You feel what I'm saying? Like, and it's crazy out there and it's crazy out here, you know, because most Mm -hmm. importantly, just as much as it's happening to men, it's happening to women and kids as well, you know? So I I had a lot to worry about and a lot to balance as far as being, you know, a wife and a mom and a pregnant woman and then all still trying to, handle, you know, business and you know, it was just it was a lot and I just needed a a couple days to like I said reset myself, so I have an area on my balcony and I have an area up under my steps on my um, Main level.
2: What do you tell Junie? Because I know Junie is as you said she's googling she's online So I'm she I'm sure she sees so much and it's been on the TV. What do you tell her?
7: I'm just I'm Spreading knowledge, you know, she's only four but she needs to know now, you know, she needs to know now what's going on. Um, I I think I I do a great job at balancing, you know, how to get the message across because I'm more of a teaching her who the good people are Mm -hmm. from the bad people, you know, and, and what's love and what's hate rather than who's black or who's white because racism is taught. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not Mm -hmm. something that a kid is born with, you know, but she needs to know not to be naive as well. You know, she needs to know that you are, a brown girl, you mm-hmm. do have mm-hmm. curly, coily hair, and you will embrace that. And I'm happy that she does. Like when I do her hair, she's like, "Mommy, I want the two buns in the front and the, <laughs> the, the, the my fro in the back." You right. know, and I and I love that, and it makes me so proud. But it's like, yeah, Junie, she will be that person that take that take a stand. You know, like That's I will not, not sugarcoat anything um, with Junie. You got some good cops, and you also got some bad cops. Period. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. It's a tough conversation, but when you're a black woman, when you're a black
2: person in America, the conversation has to be had. It has to be had. All right, All right we got more with Tiana Taylor. When we come back, let's get into her single. It's called Made It. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Mm-hmm. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Tiana Taylor. A lot of people were no, mad about you to- your... Uh, your, your listening session you had the other day, they were, they were saying that there wasn't enough social distancing. So, so tell us about this listening session, because you had hazmat suits, you had masks, you had Where everything.
3: Was mask, <laughs> Where was the mask, TT? Where was the mask?
7: No, we, we had them. And I, actually, you know me. I'm very extra. So I had the custom hazmat suit, and I had custom masks, which you can see in the pictures that I posted. The only issue with that is when, yeah, we had T-shirts, we had jackets, everything. The thing about it is, is we already... Let's stop acting like we don't know how photographers get down. If you think they're really going to wait, they're going to be taking pictures while everybody's face is covered, and they're trying to make sure they grab a shot, because you got six photographers there that's trying to hurry up and get their shots in. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like they waited until, you know, masks came off for the picture, and they took their pictures. You feel what I'm saying? And you, you notice know they didn't use any pictures of people that actually had on um, the mask. Well, we definitely had on the mask. It was only a 60-person party um the house was like twenty thousand square feet um and the studio rooms how we had the album set up the album was playing in different rooms so it was more like an exhibit like art installation more than it was like a crowded ass party majority of the party was outside they just put out what they wanted to put out but you know um it actually wasn't that many people that was mad i just got on top of it so they knew because i had took my time to you know design these masks and these hazmat suits, and I wanted them to be seen. I'm like, yo, we're all the pictures with the mask at. But you know, I'm pregnant, so I can't have it on. I'm on and off with it. That's why, if you notice, I had a bandana in my hand the whole time because it's you know hard for me to breathe in
4: those things. So it's like I'm those hazmat suits were, those hazmat suits were so fly too. They I
7: was going to right, that. like yeah, like we had it. We, we had the whole, we had the whole thing, you know. Cool. Yeah, and we had the COVID uh, police there. We had medics there, like. We did every, we followed the guidelines. If we didn't follow the guidelines, we would have been shut down. You know, like. He said you said the COVID,
2: you know, COVID the, police. What is the COVID police? <laughs>
7: the COVID police is the people that make sure you're doing what you got to do. Or that okay. party will be shut. But kind of like the fire marshals. Like how you can oh, gotcha.
2: come
3: and be like, uh-oh. Oh,
2: wow.
7: Shut down. Like the COVID police is to make sure everybody, like, you know, take your temperature or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're really making sure that we're following the guidelines. And if you, you had to be there to see it, because the whole experience was dope. And it was just one room that the photographer's caught because you got Cardi B standing in there, you got Quavo standing in there, you got, you know, Trey Songz, you got all these different artists. Absolutely, the moment that mask come off, they're snapping them pictures because it's but so much you can do with pictures of a whole bunch of eyes.
3: Gotcha. I I want you to explain the artist sampling, right? Because I saw them on Saweetie, getting on Saweetie the other day for remaking older records, and you do that as well. Please explain to people why that's okay because I don't understand why people get upset at that.
7: I mean, you know, the, the sad part about it, and, and honestly, even with Sweetie, like, she'll have a beat, like, she'll have a beat sample, but she's not on there interpolating the song. I think there's no issue, because you have to think about it. Diddy is one of the greatest, and he mm-hmm. literally said in the song, take beats from the eight days and make them sound yep. so crazy. But because the generation don't know those songs back in the 80s and the 70s, it's not a big deal. The same way Gonna Love Me was a sample. It's not a big deal when they don't know. So mm-hmm. you have to think about it. Sweetie is also a younger generation. So if that, if what she like is from the early 2000s, let her, live, let her live her life. You feel what I'm saying? It's the same mm-hmm. thing that every single, every single artist do. You know what I'm saying? Y'all just don't know the artists that they're sampling. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like y'all just don't know the knowledge. You know, that's and that's what I mean about the youngins and the people that actually know music. I don't feel like there's an issue with that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like this new generation is like if you don't if you're not in twenty twenty, if you're not in the now, then you're copying. But it's like your favorites do the same exact thing and it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to take a beat some a, a portion of a beat that you like. And as long as your lyrics is on point and you know like your the actual song is cool. Then you're fine. But I don't think that's considered, you know what I'm saying? But if it was your favorite, they could literally interpolate a whole song and it's like, yes, this work, or yes, daddy work. And I think that's unfair. You know, so they pick and choose who's allowed to sample beats and who's not. hope do it, Puff do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? We all do it. And that's how I look at it, like,
2: period. What do you think about uh, the NBA coming back if Hubby decides to, to play this season? Are, are you gonna Are you for him playing or maybe not because of everything that's going on with COVID?
7: Um, honestly, COVID is that's a that's a whole another thing. You know what I'm saying? I think the most important thing to me is what the what the most important thing is, and everything that's going on right now. I just personally don't feel like it's the time for. Um, you know, any type of um, sports, honestly, because I feel like it takes us off track of of what's more important, you know, and, and what our eyes are on. If we're too busy watching the game, how are we supposed to be watching these cops not letting people breathe? You feel what I'm saying? But that's just my mm-hmm. personal um, mm-hmm. opinion. You know, and I just think that if there's more important things going on right now. I know some NBA fans and sports fans are probably gonna be mad at me, but I mean, I don't play sports. You know what I'm saying? But I just think that there's way more important things to um, to handle right now. Until and until we see real change, I think that everything kind of just needs to like chill out. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it ain't even that much. Like yeah, you know, you can go, you know, pregame and you know throw your fists up or have time and make an announcement. Black Lives Matter, but it, to me personally, it's just not enough. It's not enough. Mm-hmm. We we need more. We need
3: just to focus. See, Speaking of focus, have you ever talked to a therapist because you've been in this business a long time and this will drive you crazy.
7: It will it will drive you crazy. But actually, I haven't spoken to one. I was thinking about um, I was thinking about it though. But honestly, the meditation has been helping me like a lot. And you know, just doing a lot of um, reading. I think if you self-heal first, then you you actually have the balls to go and see a therapist. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that right. is steps. I think people think that it's just so easy to, like, just go in and talk to somebody and let them heal you. And it's like, nobody can heal you if you're not healed within. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to get catch yourself and reset yourself and then be in a position to where, like, it's literally
2: levels to it. All right. And we appreciate you for checking in.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah Tiana, congratulations on your family, yes. the new baby, the marriage, Absolutely. the album. we glad you healthy mentally, physically, and spiritually. We love you, and you make Starbucks proud. As an alma mater of Starbucks, <laughs> you make them <laughs> proud. Okay? I appreciate
2: y'all. All right. It's Tiana Taylor. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
5: Listen. All
1: the gossip. Gossip. gossip, the rumor report, with Angela. Angela Yee, it's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club.
4: Well, two women have come forward to accuse Justin Bieber of sexual assault and have shared their experiences on social media. One woman, identified as Danielle, posted about her alleged assault. She said she met him at an Austin music event in March of 2014. She said she met Justin Bieber and he invited them, her and her friends, to accompany him back to his room at the Four Seasons. She said, Justin had made me agree to not say anything to anyone or I can get in serious legal trouble. She said she was 21 at the time. She said he then asked me to join him in bed. That's when I asked myself, how in the world is this normal? According to Danielle, she says that Justin Bieber sexually assaulted her after they consensually made out, even though she objected to going too far with him. She said, my body felt unconscious. I don't want to get into detail about what happened next. Now, a representative for Justin Bieber, Allison Kaye, is refuting the claim. She said that Bieber was staying in an Airbnb and not the Four Seasons on the night in question and stayed at a different Austin hotel the following evening. She said, I'm sorry it took so long to respond, but we wanted to be respectful and address it with real info. Now, a second woman who is accusing Justin Bieber of assault is named Katie, and she claims that uh, Justin Bieber's bodyguard invited her up to his hotel room after a New York City meet and greet in May of 2015. She said she made out with him on the couch, but things took a turn when he locked him in a bathroom and began caressing her body. She said, I asked him to stop. And continue to say that I cannot have sex with anyone prior to marriage. That's when Bieber allegedly sexually assaulted her on his bed, but she was able to push and kick him between his legs and run out to the living room. She said that she has had to seek mental treatment and attend a rehab after the assault. Now, Justin Bieber took to social media and said, I don't normally address things as I have dealt with random accusations my entire career. But after talking with my wife and team, I have decided to speak up on an issue tonight. Now she said, rumors are rumors, but sexual abuse is something I don't take lightly. I wanted to speak out right away, but out of respect to so many victims who deal with these issues daily, I wanted to make sure I gathered the facts before I made any statement. And so he uh, then went on to dispute how they were, he didn't stay at the Four Seasons Hotel. And he also has photos showing him on stage with his assistant and on the streets of Austin on that night that was in question. And, uh... Yeah, so he's basically, if you want to look at his social media page, he even confirmed with the Four Seasons regional manager that he was never on the property on the night that was in question and never a guest on the 9th or the 10th, which is when that uh, allegations allegedly took place.
3: That's, that's a very dangerous story. And it's a lot of journalistic irresponsibility in that story. Someone makes a random anonymous Twitter account, says a, says a name, posts a story, and people run with it as a headline. <laughs> Like nobody does any investigating to see if there's any any truth to it, if these people really exist. You just create a random Twitter account and you you can tell a story and it becomes front page news. That's scary. That's very scary.
4: Yeah, I think a lot of the news is really because of Justin Bieber responding to the allegations on social media, because that's really how I I heard about it.
3: Yeah, that's how I heard about it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I saw it before people. Like, I I saw when they actually did the story, and then I was like. This is gonna be a non-starter and I was surprised to see so many outlets reporting on it and then Bieber replied later in the day. But I just I just think that's wild when you can just create a random Twitter account and put a story out there and it becomes a headline. That's weird to me. Okay. All
4: right, now let's let's talk about this versus battle over the weekend. Alicia Keys versus John Legend, and that happened on Juneteenth on Friday. Now, Teddy Riley, I guess, was in his feelings a little bit during the battle. Tony Baker, the comedian, said, Teddy Riley pulled up. Let's pray that we don't lose the internet connection. And then Teddy Riley responded, Tony Baker, if you want to continue being funny, you got to let old jokes become the past or you will be stuck in the past. Brother, grow up and get money. Remind you to jokes only makes me money, but you still broke. All right. That was verbatim. Well, since then, Teddy Riley has apologized. Here's what he said.
2: To Tony Baker, you know, my apologies as a brother to a brother. I don't tell jokes and I don't do, you know, the prank thing, but sometimes you have to uh, be able to embrace that. I snapped when it came to Tony, you know, and I didn't mean to. Okay.
4: Now, Teddy. Tony Baker responded right. to that apology and said this.
1: Teddy Riley was like, I've had enough with the internet jokes. I felt bad. I felt bad. Because I'm a fan of Teddy Riley. Of course, I'm a
0: fan of Teddy Riley. And he came in with mad typos. He was just pissed. He was, God, I'm sick of the internet jokes, Tone. You're broke.
3: Listen, y'all know I love Teddy Riley. Uh, I'm Uptown Records uh, all day long. But, Teddy, you are synonymous with bad Wi Fi. Right? It there, is what is. it yes. is. The sa- is. The same way Teddy Riley is the architect of New Jack Swing, he's the owner of bad Wi Fi. It is what it is, King. Okay You just gotta embrace it all
4: Well y'all gonna think twice about making these jokes in the future
3: No we not (laughs) Nah
4: All right, and Ja Rule, uh, let's talk about (laughs) this because this is trending right now. Ja Rule has been booking uh, private parties. And, of course, 50 Cent, once he found out about it, had some things to say. He said, if you don't want to end up doing private birthday parties for 15 people, stay out of my way, okay? And he posted Ja Rule, and Ja Rule said, thanks for all the love. If you want an exclusive experience such as this, book me on icon.me slash Ja Rule. COVID safe personal performances, FYI, I'm not cheap. Link in bio.
3: Now, what's wrong with a personal performance? Now, all we, we've been hearing about people doing bar mitzvahs for years. What's wrong with a personal performance? What if somebody's having something at the house during right. Corona? There's only 15 people there, but they paying you what you normally get for a show.
0: What's wrong with that?
3: I don't, and I don't know what y'all got paid. I'm just saying, what's wrong with that?
4: I'm not mad at it, but you know it's gonna be I'm jokes. You know, 50 Cent. Hey, I mean, he knew he down was down. gonna
2: get those jokes. Just like when he, he did the commercial for the uh the Greek gyro restaurant. You know what well, I mean? Well, we're
4: about to do that right now. Now he also appeared in a commercial for a local Greek deli, and here is that commercial.
1: Papa Cristo's got the best motherfucking gyros, gyros you ever ate in your life. They got Thai I oh, hold on. Octopi IKEA. Well, uh, whatever. But it's good. And they got wine too. I'm telling you, come on down to Papa Cristo's. You can't even pronounce the food, it's so good. good. Show them what you working with, Papa. Show them how you do it. Hey, yeah, Papa. Hey, where are you? Papa Cristo, are you here? Papa, Papa, Papa Cristo, are you here? Come on down to Papa Cristo's 2771 West Boulevard Pico.
4: Yes, this is on West Pico Boulevard in LA, just FYI. If y'all want to check it out, Papa Cristo's Greek. Uh, grill, deli,
3: and yep. so now, now, yeah, now I was told that's for a TV show, that's not a, I heard that was for, that's what for some celebrity TV show they got coming up. That's I don't what know, I was told,
2: but you can't be mad at it. Man. like, you know, what I mean, it's we all in the quarantine, and he's like, Look, I gotta get this bread, man, I get shut this up, neighbor. man. No, no man, it's there's the a truth. show,
3: there's a, there's a so show, don't talk about, about
2: him performing at with, for whatever he was. He's Charles, a performer. If they pay, he, come, he gonna DJ, on. he gonna perform what. Oh.
3: I'm looking at it right now. It's called Celebrity Show-Off. It premieres 10 p.m. on June 23rd on TBS. See? See? <laughs> so I was told that has something to do with a TV show, and I think this is the show. It's actually What's it's the name of the by, show? It's called Celebrity Show-Off. Yeah, show it's Tuesday at 10 on TBS, and I heard yeah. that this is for that show. It's hosted yeah, by Blossom.
2: Yeah, he said thanks for making my commercial blossom, trend, right? With your help we raise money for No Kid Hungry, and we'll be doing so every week on Celebrity Show Off. Yeah, so it's, it's for sure. Okay.
3: Exactly. You ready to put the? You ready to put that man out there and say that man out there doing uh, Greek food commercials? I knew it had no, to be something I mean, else behind that man.
2: No, I said he. I, I said it's, it's just. It's, I said <laughs> him performing. I said he's performing. Like yeah, he performs. They, they pay him. He performs. I ain't got no problem with that. I wasn't talking about the Greek uh, commercial. You did bring well, that from a TV show. show. But I would. I did Old you Spice did. over the weekend. What? What is the problem with Old Spice? <sighs> oh, no. That was PC Richard. That's but
4: the problem with your What
3: the hell's wrong with you? Yeah,
4: what was that? Why'd <laughs> you, you
3: take, whistle You better PC stop Richard. taking every check. Hey, no, you got to stop Richard. taking every check. Exactly. You don't even know what you're advertising anymore. Why? You don't even well, know what you're advertising <laughs> your anymore.
4: Hey, Old Spice.
3: Lie, you do, your kids don't lie. You do stink. And you'll be like, 1-800-18888. Oh, spice. You're
4: like, no, <laughs> eight, eight, eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report.
3: All right. Thank you, Miss
2: Yee. Now, when we come back, uh to People's Choice Mix, get your requesting right now eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. 585 1051 And uh, Revolt, we'll see you guys tomorrow. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne Guy We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, um, shout to Tiana Taylor for joining us this morning.
4: Yes, TT.
3: Tiana Taylor. The album is out right now. I don't don't think when I'm saying the album, I'm just saying the album. That's actually the name of her project, the album. Yes, it's, it's called right the album. Now. And also, uh, shout to An-
2: Taylor. Shout to Angela Stanton King for stopping through as well.
3: Yes, Angela Stanton King pulled up. I didn't see her at the uh, rally this weekend. I didn't see her in the little. She was there. They have it. The she was. She was. She was there Tiana, dancing to Michael
4: Jackson. Like-
3: Oh, okay. I didn't see that. I saw I saw. I did see a little pocket of black people, but I didn't see her in there. I was actually looking for her. I didn't see her, though. And listen, I want to salute um, everybody who pulled up this weekend to Benedict College's Charles W. Johnson Stadium. I did a free COVID-19 drive-through testing on Friday and Saturday. We tested like 2,300 people, man. So salute to DHEC and uh, Prisma Health and Hot1039 and the Big DM and Nephron and... You know everybody that uh helped helped make that event uh, a, a success uh president artis at, at benedict college you are appreciated just um thank you yeah thank you to everybody who pulled up because clearly you see donald trump he don't want us to get tested so that's all the more reason that we need to get tested okay absolutely oh so thank you to everybody who pulled up
2: absolutely all right when we come back we got the positive notes so don't move it's the breakfast club good morning Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, Charlamagne, you got a positive note for the people?
3: I do, man. This is for everybody out there, you know, who, who is just trying to find that healing, that healing energy they need. Always remember that healing comes from taking responsibility to realize that it is you and no one else that creates your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. And also remember, healing doesn't mean that the damage never existed. It just means that the damage no longer controls your life. Heal what's called, bitches. You all
5: finished or you all done?